rip my shirt. <laughs> Chainsaw fight. <laughs> Welcome to a mini review review, a show where two small town dudes give our mini dumb opinions. I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I, uh, I'm JG3K. <laughs> Today we are going over Mandy. Yeah. Uh, while it's relevant, we yeah. need to throw it in there. Lots of people giving this a lots of praise. That's right. Hearing all over the board. So we're hitting it up on our quick Monday ep. Yeah. Uh, just to give you something to wake up to. That's something right. to just ponder during your Monday morning commute. A little breakfast biscuit, if you will. <laughs> Got a little McMuffin in you. <laughs> So right off the top, we got some Mandy stats right here. Gotcha. Dropped in January at film festivals about everywhere. But for home release, September 14th, 2018, it yep. dropped on VOD with a estimated budget of $6 million. Yeah. Uh, domestically, in its small theatrical run, it made $39,792. <laughs> But because it also dropped it's on VOD, so. on VOD at the same time, yeah. it's still making that money back through oh, yeah. all those transactions for through there. Yeah, you can find this on Amazon Prime. Yep, uh, that's how I saw. That's it. how I got it. Uh, you can rent it there, or you can buy it. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a ninety-four percent. Yeah, IMDb has it a little bit lower, six point nine out of ten. Okay, that's but, that's substantially lower i would say <laughs> uh but metacritic about hits the middle at 82 percent. okay so fairly high marks okay. through like the three big yeah. ones there yeah um but we'll see what we both think yeah at the tail end of Troy, this review i want you to explain <laughs> i figured you would <laughs> i was already prepared to do this <laughs> what happens in mandy so maybe a Minor spoilers throughout my synopsis. Just minor ones. Minor? Okay. Um, Nick Cage yeah. is betrothed or is a girlfriend to the titular Mandy. Yes. Um, they live in a little bit of a seclusion. Yeah. Uh, in a little house in the woods. In some mountains, I think. Yeah. That's not the really... the name of the mountains, but it, yeah, it's, it's not, not really a huge like, yeah. issue. They just yeah. kind of live off by themselves. Uh, through happenstance, Mandy walks by a trailer full of. Not even the trailer. She's like they drive by. She's like going for a walk. Yeah. Well, the the, the like it's like an RV full of religious wackos. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a leader of this. Yeah. yeah. It's like a weird small religious cult, and they pine for her. Yeah. For. Uh, reasons. Yeah. Try not to be... To get into... It's not really clear anyway, but... No. They, they want her for reasons. Yeah. And then they get their dirty paws on her. Yeah. And because of that, Nick Cage is out for a bit of revenge. Yep. Needs to do random things like make a weird axe. <laughs> go on a... Go on a killing spree. Yeah. Uh, this movie comes in at about two hours. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a definite change in tone halfway oh, yeah. through. I would definitely agree with that. Um, it pays homage to 80s movies. Yeah. 80s 
uh, like not really slasher movies, but like weird kind of like supernatural yeah. kind of like all of those like experimental B movies from mm-hmm. like the seventies and early eighties. It really, yeah. it really draws a lot of, yeah. Um, it, uh, I mean, it only has a budget of $6 million, but that budget doesn't really show like you can tell what they were going for is like this lower budget kind of thriller. Yeah. Um, they weren't going for something really like poppy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But because of the low budget, uh, not because of the low budget, despite the low budget, I really thought it was very expertly shot. Oh God. I know. Like a lot. I felt like this is what Grindhouse should have looked like. Well, like, okay. So I, I really didn't know what to think when finishing this movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I saw that a few of my, like, go-to reviewers for yeah. things did a review on it. So I'm like, what did they think? Because I yeah. already know usually my stance on their reviews about where I stand, whatever they say. Mm-hmm. And the duo was kind of split on it. Yeah. But more leaning towards a positive. Yeah. I almost wanted you to kind of see the, like, give, like, a day to dwell on this. Because usually, like, for movies like this, I need, like, a day or two to dwell on it. Yeah. Before I really start to like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what I thought about it when we get to it. But, yeah, this is definitely one of those movies where, like, I think you need a little bit of time to kind of dwell on it to see if you really did like it. <laughs> like, this isn't yeah. one of those movies where, like, you're... I don't think this is one of those movies where, like, you're enjoying it as you're watching it. Like, you need to kind of dwell on it to be like... Yeah, at the end, you're not going to hop out okay. of your seat and yeah, be like, you're hell like, yeah. All right, yeah. Yeah. Especially, like... I'll say the beginning starts a lot slower than, than the uh, the second half. Yeah. If I were to do, like, an elevator pitch of this movie, it would be, like... um, Maybe, like, Heavy Metal, the magazine... Yeah. <laughs> ...meets... The Strangers meets, like, Texas Chainsaw. I would say that. Yeah. Like, a weird three-way mesh of those things. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Or maybe, know, like, like, even, like, maybe instead of Strangers, Red State. Yeah. Because that's got, like, that weird religious twist to it, too. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, even, like, the religious thing is just kind of like a back burn. It was, like, more of, like, a... Uh, an excuse to have this yeah. group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I mean, their their actions aren't. They say they're religiously yeah motivated, like, even but the, not really. Yeah, even the group themselves are pretty hypocritical because they talk yeah. about how they're how they're like very religious, but then like their big like muscle is like this weird demonic biker gang, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, <laughs> yeah, well. We'll dive into all of that once we get into spoilers, but holy shit, does this go off the rails at some point? Uh, the first, okay, the first hour of this I thought was pretty slow going. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, Google Even, wants Google to wants chime to chime in, in here. Jesus. Um. And I, <laughs> to the point where I actually texted you. And was like, yeah, I'm an hour through it. Yeah, I told. Yeah, I even like told you, like, <laughs> stay with it. Like, I, I, I understand your pain. Just stick with it. Um, and it does change in tone. Yeah. Um, to the point where the title card shows up an hour and fifteen minutes into the movie. Yeah. But <laughs> they did though. They did do that two times before that. Not. It didn't show like the title card, but it showed like. 
weird it was like almost like weird chapters like yeah. the very beginning showed like uh, the chapter was like something in the mountains or something like that. Yeah, well, like, yeah, they, have, they have a title card that shows you where you are and then the time of year, which I think like the time of year is like 1982. Yeah. And then they have another title card where like they tell you the name of the cult that the guy is yeah. leading. And so like, but those kind of happen semi-close to each other within like 15 minutes. Yeah. And so I thought this movie was kind of going to be told like that. And then mm-hmm. the next one doesn't show up until an hour through it where it's just as Mandy. Yeah. And then that's the only other one you see. Yep. So I'm like, oh, well, not that it totally takes me out of the movie or anything like that. But I was like, if they were going to stick to that motif, there'd be like a few more sprinkled throughout yeah. or whatever. But that doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I Nick Cage, even though like near the end, is going on his like revenge streak. Yeah. I thought he was fairly subdued compared Especially to in the beginning. Nick Cage. Yeah, in the beginning, I thought, like, he felt mildly sentimental, I thought. Yeah. Like, even, like, the scenes where it's just him and Mandy hanging out and they're just cuddled up on the bed and she's just kind of telling her, telling him stories about her life. Like, he seems like a very sentimental guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing, like, really good acting yeah like well, he seems real like real acting <laughs> yeah like he seems like someone who's just like yeah i like like i also like that the fact that no one in this movie is really like hollywood style beautiful oh no like in the in yeah like anywhere near that but it, they're like they're like people that you would see that would live in the mountains <laughs> but yeah. i'm not saying it's a bad thing like yeah. I, I wouldn't say mandy's like ugly but i would say that mandy is not like classically yeah. attractive yeah she's not yeah. one of those people that would like she would be like a scarlett johansson or something no, no. but it almost makes it more believable where it's like you could see nicholas cage and mandy ending up together yeah. and living in the mountains uh somebody um made a reference to her looking kind of like the wife from the shining yeah, that's what I thought too. And I was like, "Oh, that's a pretty good, pretty good reference." Yeah. Um, <laughs> before I heard that one, I'm like, "Yeah, she kind of looks like an <laughs> one of my ex girlfriends." <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you sleep at night, Troy. <laughs> well, at least my girlfriend didn't have a scar on her face <laughs> that I knew about. Um, also, that once the action starts. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll just save that for spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, uh, yeah, but like, no, I like, I like the character of Mandy. Like, even though like she's not, they don't show her a lot in this, but I do like the character of Mandy because they do show her that she's been through some shit. So then, when she is like put in the situation where she's at the, she's at the will of this cult, like she doesn't really take their shit all that much. Right. Even when she's put in situations where they're like almost brainwashing her or like drugging her into trying to subdue to their will. Like she, she fights it because you, you get like bits and pieces of like her past and how she's been through some shit and like how she's not really going to put up with anything like that. Yeah. You don't get a whole lot. And I even think the story that she did tell, um, though maybe a bit shocking about like story about her childhood. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that would really warrant, I don't know, like, her to stick up to the cult. But, I mean, if her whole life was full of that stuff, 
I yeah. could see that. But yeah, but, but you kind of get that even just based on the fact that she has that giant scar on her face. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's never get... referenced in how she got that. No, it could be like but you... she had a cooking accident. Yeah, but it's still like, <laughs> like she alludes to her childhood from one story and then she has a scar on her face. Like you kind of get the idea that she's been through some shit and now she's in seclusion with this guy like she wants to be away from everything else yeah like she just wants to live the quietest life possible yeah yeah um their relationship was kind of sweet like even though you didn't get to see a whole lot of it what you did see is that they're like really loving with each other they enjoy cuddling with each other watching campy shitty movies on tv she paints yeah she's a, a very good art yeah. Well, excuse me, a decent artist from what I could gather. Yeah, that they actually do kind of base a lot of some of the like cinematography in this based on her art too. Like mm-hmm. they have like a they have a lot of like scenes where like they do like some animation in this that seems like like very mm-hmm. like like have you said heavy metal? Yeah. Like it looks like heavy metal esque type animation in this. Yeah, and then not not even the uh, animation parts that I referenced that too, but like. So I noticed that she was also wearing, like, band t-shirts. And yeah. then, like, just some shots in the movie looked like 80s, like, metal covers. Yeah. The oh, totally. Totally. For but not, no reason but just to be aesthetics. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really make any difference on why they're like that. But yeah. it, it it's, it's kind of cool, and it plays with the aesthetics of the movie. Yeah. Um... The only thing I would say, though, without spoiling anything, is that the story isn't really engrossing. Like, there's not, like, a huge plot thread going on. No. It's like a simple revenge kind of flick. Oh, yeah, it is. And it, if it wasn't for some of the flashy visuals that they do, I would have been really off board. Oh yeah. I would this, with this definitely movie. the first at least the first hour of this is very art filmy. Yeah. Like, it, it definitely de- like the the wonder like the beautiful visuals of this is what's supposed to engross you and if you're not into that at all, I would say fast forward to the last hour of this. <laughs> yeah. Cuz a lot of it's very slow moving and it's a lot of visuals that you're that kind of supposed to take in but yeah, like it, it's very slow moving, moving at least in the first hour. But I appreciate it for like, I felt every time I felt myself getting bored, they introduced another aspect that wasn't super fast moving, but it was different to where it still kind of kept my attention. Mm. Yeah, I I did feel like it was trying to do that too. I um with the visuals, like even though they're trying like. Just the shot composition composition is really well done. Yeah. Like, regardless of the the effects they put over top of it. Mm-hmm. Because it's made... It, I think it was shot digitally, but it was made to look like it was shot on film. Yeah. Um, and they do, like, other... Uh, they do, like, kind of, like, lens flare things with uh, some of the lights. Not to the effect yeah. that it's, like, J.J. Abrams type stuff. No. But it's kind of got that little bit of, like, a little bit of flare on some yeah. of the lights and, and when it happens. And then there's also, like... A lot of it's shot at kind of monochromatic, where it's like one color palette mm-hmm. on the screen at a time, yeah. or it would strobe another uh, I, in juxtaposition. Of I it. really like the use of uh, the color red throughout. Yeah, like they that, yeah, they use red. Yeah, they use red as like a very looming presence, where like the minute it starts bleeding into the scene, you like like they use it to a point where like it start, when it starts bleeding into a scene, like you start 
you start like kind of feeling like oh shit something's about to happen because they really yeah. use red as like a shit's about to go down yeah but i would argue that the, they use it a lot and they so, do um it if they use it more sparingly i would think that i could feel like more of a looming thing happening yeah regardless like it do, like terrible things happen when the screen is red yeah but like they use it so much that it's like the whole film could have been shot in red at this point yeah but they do have like bl- like they do have really heavy blues when it's yeah. when it's kind of subdued too yeah yeah you're right and right. like uh even though, yeah, red is very pre- prevalent in, like, the first part. Like, when it starts bleeding in, and especially, like, how, like, red kind of follows this cult around. Like, uh-huh. that's when you kind of know that they're, like, in the area. Yeah. Like, if Mandy and Nicolas Cage are, like, in bed, and then you see, like, red start to creep in, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, more along the lines of cool effects and cinematography, there's one scene where Mandy is in with the presence of this weird religious cult. Yeah. In like this living room. Yeah. And there's this weird, there's this monologue that the leader is doing. And while he's doing, it, it's just a straight shot of his face. Yeah. And it continually bleeds in and out of Mandy's yeah. face and his face, mm-hmm. like through this whole speech that he's given. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Cause at first I thought I missed something and I'm like, Oh, Oh, it was on no it's on her no oh oh wait it's on him oh wait it's bleeding in and out i really like that that's cool yeah. but no they even do like i feel like they do like a weird like lens thing with it where uh like it's kind of like that shit where uh you've ever watched like super old like home movies from the 80s where like the light kind of like bleeds into the into the video like they kind of do that with, with, with like the movement of the people in the room mm-hmm. where like they're following him but like his movements are kind of like stay in the film a little bit before they disappear mm-hmm. or he's almost kind he's of got ghost-like. like a trail. Yeah. He's got a trail, kind of like a ghost like trail that follows yeah. him. And I thought that was a really cool, like, yeah. like concept in that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like as he's talking, especially like they kind of show from her point of view. And like, this is like after she's been like drugged with like some weird, like wasp, they keep in a jar. <laughs> it was like a mixture of like some fucking, <laughs> strain of LSD and a giant fucking bee. <laughs> they have like a, a big like like yellow jacket they keep in a fucking jar. Like a jar of piss or something. And they like make it sting her in the neck and then she's like super drugged and you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that never comes back. But... Yeah. It's just a weird like you would only see that. You wouldn't see that in like a movie now unless it's like harkening back to like movies of 20 30 years ago yeah you know what i mean yeah um but i think that's about all we can really say without going into more spoiler stuff so yeah um i'll save the recommendations for the very end but okay. so do you want to get into spoilers now well JT? in terms of my just for people that are curious but haven't seen it yet i will say you need to be very patient with it uh-huh. But uh, if you are into any kind of Nicolas Cage craziness, the last, at least the last half hour of it is going to make, is going to be very satisfying for you because it, it goes nuts. Yeah, it definitely changes, <laughs> changes it up. It goes really nuts. But uh, I think if you're really into, like, if you take it in two parts where the first half is very artsy and like cinematography based and then the last part is just 
fuck it, let's take Nicolas Cage off the leash and let him do crazy shit. Yeah. Like, I think those two parts complement each other enough where I would say, if you're into either of those, I would suggest checking it out. Um, yeah, and it's available for rental, too, so... Yeah. Just test the waters. See and if I think, you like it. I think it comes out on DVD, like, at the end of October, too. Okay. So, yeah, if you like that physical media hanging around your house, uh, check it out then. Um, it is, it, I would say, definitely around this season, right now, it's good for, like, a good spooky movie around the yeah. house. Yeah. It would be a fun movie to play, like, in the background if you're having a Halloween party, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could definitely play this in the background, because, like, even, like, the second half, when, like, shit's going down... <laughs> it's not like a mad pace. No. So you could have it just yeah. on in the background yeah. and continually like look up every once in a while yep. and see some shit going yeah. down. It would be one of those ones where like you're having a conversation and you just glance up like the fuck? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, hold on. <laughs> so, I need to watch this. So Nicholas Cage is just sorting a bunch of coke for no reason. I kinda <laughs> want to see what happens after this. <laughs> Alright, let's get into some spoiler territory here. Okay. Uh before we get into like the second half, I thought the cult leader was really interesting. Yeah, I thought the whole um, the whole religious cult aspect um, was pretty well handled because they seemed like legit loonies. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I and I loved like the leader because he seems like he's been in power for so long that he's almost kind of like he's almost kind of like cut away from like what they do behind the scenes to try and get him what he wants. Mm. Like he'll say that he wants something and they'll say that he wants it by any means necessary. And the shit that they do is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. To where, like, you... Like, when he puts himself out there, and then he doesn't get what he wants, and he tells them what to do after that, like, I don't think he's really present for a lot of, like, the crazy shit that they do. Right. I was gonna say, um, he seems like a leader that would never get his hands dirty. Yeah. But I like that about him, because it's, like, you. it's one thing to say do this and do that, but it's another thing to experience it. And all these people around him are so fucking nuts Yeah, that they're willing to do all of that for him. Like he probably didn't even like order, like since we're in spoilers, he probably didn't even really order Manny to be killed. He was just super, or if he did, he didn't really like think about like the consequences of brutally murdering a woman in front of her husband. (laughs) So like, they pick up Mandy because he spots her on the side of the road as she walks by. Yeah. It's almost kind of like he's just, it's, she's like a trinket that he wants. Yeah. It's like an infatuation. He needs something yeah. to satisfy him. Like a yeah, new play thing. When they show him, he's kind of bored. Like he's just kind of laying around and lazy and he's like, yeah. I just need something to really, I just need something to like make me feel alive again. Like I just feel bored. Like I just mm-hmm. want something to do. Yeah. And they pick up Mandy and then when he like tries like layer charms on her after they drug her and do everything possible to make her just like a brain dead idiot. Right. And then he like puts her, puts himself out there. She like laughs. Cause she's right. like, I've seen so many people like you in the past. I'm fuck you. But okay. But I love it. The <laughs> point where she laughs because he's naked. <laughs> well, he's naked. Yeah. So he's like whipping on his D <laughs> And the fact that he's, like, playing his own music. Yeah. And saying that, have you ever heard about the Carpenters? Like, this is better than that. Yeah. And then he plays his own record. 
And so he's just it's, trying to talk yeah. himself up. He's literally doing a bad first date, but being surrounded by his followers that are being like, this is really cool, boss. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all doped up on LSD or whatever. Yeah. And, and like, they're like all into it. And she's like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And she, he's trying to come on so smooth and, aggr- and aggressive at the same time. Yeah. And so when he finally whips open that robe yeah. and like shows him or shows her what he's yeah. got, she just laughs in his face. And then he's like, this shouldn't happen and just like <laughs> goes fucking off the rails but do you imagine like all of like the weird douchey people that have like done that like on like a first date or something where they like bring the chick home and they're like you want to hear my music <laughs> and they're just like oh i'm just imagining her getting wet and then <laughs> yeah. i fuck it then the minute yeah then once it hits that climax where i hit this certain note yeah. and she's like she can't take it anymore she's gonna I'm whip open my fucking clothes <laughs> she'll show my dick st- and then she steams. just starts fucking blowing me right there and then it's all over man it's all over she just wants it and then when it doesn't happen that way but he's like a cult leader right where it's like oh so he still has to Fuck. have a strong pimp hand, right? Yeah, so he's like, um, well, you're dead. Yeah. Because he turns to everybody else in the room and he's like, don't look at me! Yeah! Don't look at me! Because he, yeah, because he's had so many yes-men around him for so long. Even, yeah. like, his, like, his major super old wife is just, like, <laughs> super fucking into him. Like, she's willing to major do whatever it super takes. super old wife. Yeah, like. The, she's like the first person that like kind of like comes in contact with him when they're in that hotel room and she's just like she's hang on every single word of his she's yeah. just like oh yeah just just you call me a piece of shit cause I just want to hear you talk to me oh yeah. yeah yeah and then like the minute like he's like hey bring someone else in the room she's like what? <laughs> like, you just don't want to be hanging out with me? Like, no, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, like, get out of here, super old wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to, well, when we get to it, like, so, like, after, when you, like, they go to abduct Mandy, like, they get their muscle, which is, like, some weird biker gang. What the fuck is going on with that? I know, but I think that was kind of, like, to kind of, like, bring up the fact that they are, like, super hypocritical, because... He talks about God, but these bikers are, like, from hell. Oh, yeah. They are legit from hell. Like, even their voices are very demonic. Yeah. And, like, mutilated. They're, like, at one scene where um, Nick Cage goes and, like, infiltrates the biker gang. Like, there's, like, one... There's one watching, like, an old porno. Yeah. He's got, like, a blade for a dick. (laughs) Yeah! right like what the fuck is going on here yeah like he's like fucking whips his pants open he's got this fucking spear dick and he's like walking towards him like the fuck is happening Uh, and like so the bikers were kind of creepy i was kind of bummed out though that they're always cast in shadow because i wanted to see like more detail of what's going on with their costumes i don't know but i like that though because it's like for nicholas cage it's him working his way up so like when he starts getting revenge, like, he starts out with the biker gang, which are, like, the muscle, and then he works his way up through, like, all of, like, the major higher-ups in this cult until he really gets to the main guy at the end. No, I, I I get that, but I'm just, like, I wanted to physically see these bikers, like, more. Like, I didn't want to see them all as, as silhouettes, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see, like, the gritty detail of them, like, because one kind of looked like they had, like, a porcelain doll face. Another one looked like... 
Pinhead, if it only was railroad spikes. Yeah. And another one like, was like yeah. the spike dick. Yeah, there's a bunch of like that they wear like coats that are like like spikes coming out of them for some reason. And yeah. You, like they don't really tell you like are they metal? Are they just like part of the coat? Yeah. Like they a lot of them look like like weird gimps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just just silhouetted in leather. Yeah. And they're just really fucked up. That's why I want I just wanted to see a little bit more of them. So that was like a little bit disappointing for me. But I But um, I don't know. But for me I, I liked it just because they were there was such a mystery around them and I think they are supposed to be like un- these unexplainable type entities where like you are supposed to believe that he did make a deal with the devil to hire these weird bodyguards to like do his bidding for him. And I think that's what part of like the whole thing of this movie is that it's like he's so hypocritical where like he talks about God but yet he fucking deals drugs and he yeah. deals with like this weird devil gang. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's fine. Um something else I was going to add to that. No, oh, I forgot. Uh, but no, I, I want to bring up when right right when they uh, abduct Mandy and they go to uh, make a deal with this devil, this uh, devil biker gang to get them. Like the things that they have to give them to, in order for them to go abduct Mandy is like they have to give them like this weird jar of LSD. Yeah, and they have to sacrifice somebody. And the guy they they sacrifice to them looks exactly like Thurman Merman from fucking Bad <laughs> Santa. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> like, he looks exactly like him, and I was losing my shit. Even like when, <laughs> when they go to abduct Mandy, and then they show that one scene where they look in like a door frame, and they're grabbing him, and he's like, "No!" And they pull him away with his big fucking blonde fro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's oh, I was losing it. I love that part so much. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's really good. And that's the scene where it's also going down that like uh, Nick Cage is getting the shit kicked out of him. Mandy is getting uh, abducted. Yeah, and then it he like Nick Cage kind of wakes up and he's like strapped to like this post outside. Yeah, with like, like wrapped in wire and shit. Like wrapped his arms in wire and is like one going through his mouth. Yeah, and like. Uh, they bring out Mandy in like this sack and swing her over like this swing set or whatever. Yeah, and you end up just lighting her up on oh, fire. Oh God, I know. And they and like they're like it's like pretty low budget, so they don't really have to like sh- like I'm pretty sure they couldn't afford like lighting someone on fire. Yeah, well they do but, it like, to one of those biker guys. Oh, I guess they do. But but like yeah, like just even not seeing or just seeing like the bag like flail back and forth it's mm-hmm. on fire you're just like this is some crazy shit like yeah it was it, pretty it was yeah. kind of disturbing yeah it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like they don't like it's almost like like less is is more mm-hmm. where like if you like I saw her agree. actually being on fire like that's one thing but like just imagining what it looks like inside that bag as it's going up and like you're still seeing like the bag flail back and forth as it's on fire like jesus christ that's yeah. nuts I would definitely say that less is more than that. Because, like, if that was, like, just a real, like, well, quote, real body, just you could see it yeah. right in front of you. I don't, it would be shocking, but I don't think it would have, like, a lasting effect. Yeah. Whereas, like, you can imagine 
possibly being like a tad claustrophobic in a bag. Yeah. And then having something terrible outside happening, you can't tell what it is. And yeah. then it turns out it's on fire. And then like, yeah, holy shit. Like, and also from Nicholas Cage's point of view where it's like, he never sees her again. Yeah. Like yeah. the next time she sees, next time he sees her, she's a fucking smoldering skeleton <laughs> where it's like shit. Like the last time you saw, like this time you saw her before this, she's like being held down by this gang as you get knocked out. And then the yeah. next time you see her after that, she's, Ash. smoldering rubble yeah it's like jesus yeah hard yeah hard to take it's fucked <laughs> so it's like yeah you can see why you would go nuts mm-hmm. <laughs> um he goes so nuts in fact that he makes and forges his own hell axe god <laughs> damn it that axe is fucking awesome <laughs> that axe is badass what the fuck, though, right? <laughs> because, so, like, he's definitely distraught. He goes sees yeah. his buddy that's in Predator. Yeah, Bill Duke for Predator. <laughs> he goes and Which gets... I liked him in this, actually, quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Like, like he's just, like, this super <laughs> soft-spoken, like... Like, because I guess he's the guy that holds his weapons. I'm sure. Like, he goes there know. and just, like, picks up a bunch of shit, and, you're, and he's yeah. just like, oh, oh, this must be pretty serious. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, like, super soft-spoken the whole time. But I fucking loved him in this. Yeah, I thought he was really good. <laughs> but once he meets that guy, then, like, that's the whole second half of the movie. After yeah. From there is, like, completely different. There's that scene in the bath. I think it's before this. Like, that scene in the bathroom when he drinks, like, almost, like, three-fourths of a bottle of vodka. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> what is vodka doing in the bathroom? <laughs> because he goes in there in his favorite t-shirt and his underwear. Yeah. And opens up a cupboard in the bathroom, yeah. and that's where vodka is. And yeah, he and he just drinks. He drinks like half and, and dumps like a fourth of it on his body. Where he just like he drinks and then dumps and goes, and then just like drinks more. <laughs> and, and I fucking like I've even like think I like left a note for myself where I'm like, motherfucker, like even if that's just water, that's a lot of liquid that he's consuming because yeah. he just. He drinks a fuck ton of it. Yeah, he goes full Nick Cage on that one. Yeah. Just, but, like, that was one of my notes. Vodka in bathroom. <laughs> like, just because I thought it was weird. I found it more weird that he had vodka stored in the bathroom than he would forge his own hell axe. <laughs> but speaking I mean, of... Of course he made his own hell axe. He had vodka in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's no more rules yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's like, that's like a fucking SAT question. If then... Yeah. <laughs> If you have vodka in the bathroom, then you can make your own hell ass. It's like a total yes and situation. (laughs) Yeah. I. Why is he forging? Why did they take the time in this movie for him to forge that hell axe? By the point, by the time of this, it's like it goes completely off the rails. (laughs) I was like, he starts going nuts and just starts like saying crazy shit. And then he makes that hell axe. And I'm just like. I'm on board. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I this mean, is not the movie we started with, but no, I'm loving all of yeah, it. It definitely adds a lot to the second <laughs> half of the movie. I'm like, wow, this guy is going hardcore where he was going to yeah. take the time out of his, <laughs> his like despair to forge a yeah. weapon. <laughs> you motherfucking John Henry's a goddamn axe. Out of, like, forges his own metal. To fucking pour his own axe. I had no idea where it was going at this point. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? He's like grabbing like this huge cup of something out of a furnace. I'm like, what? Why is he wasting yeah. time doing this? And then he just oh, no. makes this 
Fucking shit's going downhill. He needs to fucking heavy get metal revenge. hell axe. Oh, and it's so, and it's so fucking shiny too. <laughs> I know. Like he must have polished the fuck out of that after he made it. <laughs> well, it, it pays off in spades. He oh. takes a lot of he takes a lot of life Man, with that bad especially boy. like where he goes from here when he mm-hmm. fucking he first he gets revenge on the fucking devil biker gang. Yep. Jesus Christ, that might be my favorite part of the whole movie. My favorite part of the movie is a little bit later, but I'll let you okay. continue with well, this. Well, he yeah, he, well he fucking first he just kills the fuck out of a dude with his crossbow. <laughs> yeah, just shoots him right through the fucking face, <laughs> and then uh, and he then goes uh, to run him over. Yeah, he shoots them, and then the guy is like kind of like subdued. So then he just gets in his truck and runs him over. And the guy must be made of fucking animanium because he fucking <laughs> flips the fucking truck the minute yeah. he hits him. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually shocking to me because I thought he was going to splatter that guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he flips his truck. And I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening here? Uh, and then uh, he goes and eventually finds like their hideout. Where... No, he uh, he gets captured because he flips oh, the yeah, truck. That's right. That's right. That's so right. he's like. Pretty much, he's knocked out, and then the other guys go and uh, kidnap him. So then he's like handcuffed to a pipe. Yeah. And then he fucking rips the pipe down uh-huh. and beats the one dude near to death, and then right. goes upstairs and then fucks up a uh, spear dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, there's a huge pit in that room. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck is yeah, going he, on with that didn't pit? Didn't he throw the guy down in the pit and then he comes back at the end? I thought so, because there's only three <laughs> so of them, like, right? Yeah, there's only three of them. So he fucks up the one dude, throws him down the pit, and then he uh, he fights Spear Dick. Yeah. And then uh, cuts his throat in front of a, a very graphic porno. <laughs> after the dude like sticks his head in a big mountain of cocaine. Yeah. And then Nick Cage sees the mountain of cocaine and sticks his head in it. Yeah, yeah. To where Pit Dude comes back, and then right. he has a fucking fight scene with him. Right. And it's just, it's not, and like the fight scenes are actually pretty well choreographed too. I thought they were okay. Yeah, yeah. for being an insane, like drug-fueled ride, like uh-huh. it seemed like they took their time on those fight scenes where I'm like, this is actually pretty well done. It was, yeah, they were simple. I was not going to say like yeah. they're like raid type territory. No, no, fight no, scenes. no. But it's like it, they get close quarters and it looks believable enough where you're not like shitting on it. Yeah, he's fending for his life. Yeah, for how crazy it is, I was expecting them to just be like very animated with it, but they actually like filmed it in a way where I'm like, oh shit, this is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from here, too, this is where you kind of get to see a few animated scenes of. Uh, yeah, uh, Nick Cage is like just imagining Mandy, uh, doing some weird things. Like yeah. one is like taking the heart or yeah, something. Yeah, she takes the heart like, out of like a weird insect thing. Yeah, and then at, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. And then another time she's like nude doing something else. Anyway, she's nude throughout all of the animated scenes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there she's still with him in spirit. Uh, that's yeah. what I was taking it as. Yeah, I I couldn't pull together what what all those were about, but I was I was still on board. Like mm-hmm. it was just I just chalked it up to the craziness of the second half. Yeah. Um. So once the biker gang is dismantled, yeah, uh, he starts taking out the religious cult like one by one. Well, no, first he goes to the. Here's the scene that was really weird in the in the second half. Like 
to to find out where the religious cult is, he goes to their LSD dealer. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Which was weird as fuck, because he goes there, and then, like, the guy's like, oh, they must have done you wrong. And then he, like, releases a tiger? But for no reason? <laughs> for no like, reason. Like, doesn't do anything? Like, I think, I thought, like, the way that I put it together was, like, the tiger was, like, an omen, where, like, if he released a tiger and it killed Nicolas Cage, then it was meant to be. But if the tiger just went on, then he was like, oh, oh, so then it's meant to be that you're supposed to kill this cult. And then he tells them where they are. Mm. That's what I took it as, but it was sure. really weird. Cause he shows up covered in blood. Yeah. Cause he just killed the fucking biker cult. It got, after he got blood puked in his yeah, face, blood puked in his face. <laughs> He's covered in blood. And then the LSD dealer is just like, Oh, you're here. And then he just fucking releases the tiger and the tiger just walks past him. And he's like, they must've done you wrong then. And then tells them where they are. Yeah. And I'm like, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I, to me, this was like one of the aspects of like, cause the tiger kind of poses for a little bit. And yeah. it looked like it was like a replicating, like some heavy metal cover or yeah. maybe like homaging one rather than like replicating <laughs> one. And I'm like, okay. Okay. But and then it, it like it went just, on. Like this is a fucked up scene. Like there's just there's this big tiger in a cage, and yeah. there's an LSD guy making LSD. Yeah, and you're just like, what's happening? In a weird drug fuel life of pie situation. <laughs> 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 okay, and then after that, he starts uh, taking out the cult leaders uh, member by member. Yeah, he goes uh, like some rock quarry or something. He yeah he, he uh, catches that one. Old, like, like, I don't know, middle-aged guy in the younger, I guess, harem <laughs> um, in yeah. the RV and, like, shoves his hell axe oh, down his God, throat. He take, yeah, he takes, like, the spear end of the hell axe and just, like, just fucking <laughs> kills the dude <laughs> in the throat. He, like, shish kebabs his <laughs> neck and chest with that hell axe. Uh, so he totally gets rid of him and then, like, he doesn't, like, kill the chicks. It kind of, like, gives him a look like leave yeah. tell make something friend. Yeah, tell, tell your, your friends, friends. <laughs> tell your friends <laughs> and then and then it comes up to one of my favorite parts that this the chainsaw chainsaw fuck yeah where like <laughs> fucking nick cage sees one of the dudes um like one of the, he comes up to one of the tough guys in the like religious group and like Tries to start this chainsaw. And he's just got this regular, kind of almost like a smaller chainsaw. And then, unbeknownst to him, the other guy grabs a chainsaw too. It's like, starts it, and then slowly pulls the blade back to show that it's like six feet long or something like that. And I'm like, hell yes! This is the point where I was like, I am fucking on yeah. board now. And, like, Nick Cage is still trying to start his chainsaw <laughs> yeah. while the dude is, like, coming towards him with a fucking right. human-sized chainsaw. <laughs> and they're just, they have, like, this weird sword fight with a chainsaw. Uh, and it ends with a guy, like, falling on his, um, is he, I think he was on Nicolas Cage's chainsaw. But it was, like, he was, like, twerking on top of it where it was just, like, and it's just, like, fucking, like, yeah. blood spurting out. Yeah, they, uh... They eventually end up dropping both the chainsaws, and, like, Nick Cage goes Ghost Rider again and grabs a chain and wraps it around the dude's neck. That's right! The pulls, chain! Pulls him down on one of them that's still running, and then just, like, guts him. <laughs> the guy is 
There's like blood spurting out the sides of the right. guy's just like fucking hyper like going like seizuring on top yeah. of his chainsaw. And then uh, another guy gets dispatched by the hell act just being hucked from yes! long distance. I forgot about that. And you get to that. see like the silhouette yeah, of the all of it happening. <laughs> of the of the axe of the dude's head. Oh, <laughs> that was so pretty good. fun. Um, and then it eventually leads to him and his old ass, <laughs> old ass bitch wife or whatever it is. Yeah. And like, she is like, I can't even remember what she was even talking about at this point, but she like goes on how he's like, the guy is a tender lover or something to yeah. that effect. And, uh, that he actually is like a, like a giving type of person. Yeah. But then it like cuts to. He's like in a pit by himself, like almost naked, because he's like just. I think he's just wearing underwear or some shit. Yeah. And then Nick Cage throws the old wife's head at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, well, I'll let you continue. Go ahead. So yeah, so like he's in the pit, and then I actually kind of like this scene a lot because like you kind of see the method to his madness, where like as Nick Cage is like approaching on him, like pretty much borderline about ready to kill him right like you see like all the things that he goes through to try and get him to stop where like he starts with like probably like what he does with all of his followers where he's like wow you you have the lord inside you like we could do so much together and he's like just coming close just wrapping his hands around his neck and it's just you can see like the like the distress going into his face where he's just like don't kill me oh god please stop i'll suck your dick (laughs) (laughs) he gets down to like he's willing to like blow him right like yeah and then uh oh my god and then he fucking uh he crushes his i totally forgot how it happened now i'm just remembering he fucking takes his hands and puts them on each side of his head and crushes his head to the point where his eyes pop out. Yeah, like somehow he gets like superhuman strength <laughs> and crushes a man's skull. He crushes it to where his, both of his eyes pop out and then he lights lights like what's left of him alive on fire. Yeah. Ugh. So good. Like I yeah. was just like, like, I was like what? okay, what is he going to do? And then he just takes his hands and puts them around his head and just pops his fucking head <laughs> like jesus christ um it was like around it was like a little bit before this probably when um you saw like spike dick that fight yeah um i was tr- i was kind of like reminiscing about bone tomahawk and like cell block and or fighting cell block 99 yeah. or attacking cell block 99 yeah where like those are pretty they were like low budget movies, but they're pretty gory at the same time. Yeah, I don't think the this movie ever gets to that shock value of gore. No, of those two movies, but like I was always expecting it to get there. Yeah, and it never really did. Even like the head crushing scene. Yeah, was compared to those two movies, mildly yeah. tame. Like they still show the dude's eyes pop out of his skull. Yeah. But it never gets, like, super gore. Like, they don't, like, shoot blood out of his eye sockets no. or anything. His head is never, like, a gourd that they just smash. Yeah. It's never <laughs> yeah. like that. Or they never, like, really tear a man in half or anything <laughs> like that. They never do any of that kind of stuff. But, like, it was always, like, because it was, like, it felt like a throwback to those 70s, 80s movies. And that the only really movies I've seen like this are those two, I was expecting it to go there. So maybe it, yeah. like, didn't live up to the expectations I gave it. Yeah. Um. 
so I, I don't know if I was necessarily let down per se, but it was, I don't know. I just thought it was going to go there and it never did, but yeah. I'm not like, it's not knocking it. No, 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 no. I'm on the same level as you were. Like I heard so many reviews about this where this is like Nicolas Cage at his height of craziness but I've seen Nicolas Cage get crazier. Yeah, he doesn't get full on like like uh, he gets crazy. There, like, <laughs> like the the line that I dropped in the beginning of this. There's legit a, a line where he's fighting one of the biker gang guys, just yelling, "You ripped my shirt!" See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking fighting them, and I, I love that shit. But yeah, there's shit like that, and he does get nuts in this. But uh, have you ever seen Nicolas Cage in Wicker Man? I've yeah, I've only seen chunks of Wicker Man. Okay, but um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think he gets an even crazier in Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't go full on Nick Cage in this. Yeah, he's like at like seventy percent in this. Yeah, he's at the tipping point. When he where gets he crazy, he he gets crazy, but he's not that crazy all the way through. Like one of the last shots of this movie, he's full on Nick Cage. We're like, oh, the, yes. he's looking yeah. like he sees Mandy in the passenger side of his truck. And he just has the, the crazy Nick Cage look yeah. on his face, yeah. but he doesn't say anything. And then no. he, he turns forward and drives away yeah. and then it goes away. So yeah. like he reaches that tipping point and then he just sits there and then it <laughs> he like just, dissipates yeah, he a just little bit. stews in Nick Cage-ness yeah, as opposed yeah. to like acts on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's Mandy right there in a nutshell. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, uh, a revenge flick that's artfully shot. Um, personally, I think it's a little long. Yeah. I would, I would have liked this a lot more, even if they were going to stick to this time, I would have want them to go into the revenge plot a lot faster. Like the, fr- I, I don't want to tell them how to make a movie, but no, no, the no, first no. hour could be 30 minutes long. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I agree with you. But uh, I appreciate that even even though the first half is slow, they still try to throw different things at you in that slowness so that it's like, okay, I, I'll see where this goes, and then yeah. I'll see where this goes, where I don't think it really picks up, but it, it's a different aspect where you're just like, okay, I'll 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 see where you're going with this. Yeah, I and honestly, I think that the second half could also be trimmed up a little bit too. Yeah, like I hate saying this because it's not like a big budget movie or anything like no. that, and they were going for atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. This. and yep. so like, oh yeah, for me, as like now I have like a daughter, and I don't have a ton of time on my hands. Like I want to see things that are just like poppy and and. I need them to either go oh, yeah. or I need them to be really good to hold my attention for that amount yeah. of time. Yeah. And like this didn't like strike both of them. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated what they were trying to do with it. But with the substance of the movie, I thought it was a l- rather lacking for the time that it was allotted for the movie. Yeah. Um, it's just a simple revenge flick. It's, it doesn't really dive into a lot more detail. Yeah. Than to what we've already said. Yeah. And no. even the last hour, like, even though we went on for a little bit about the, the, these fun things that happen, it takes an hour for them to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so with that, like, I'm I'm torn on what to give it because, like, I did text you, like, halfway through the movie and I'm like, I, you probably felt like, <laughs> I'm not into this movie. When does it happen? Like, I'm going to be yeah. into this. Yeah. 
And you're like, just give it time. And, like, there are things that did. And, like, maybe if I did have another day to stew on this, yeah. rather than just, like, watching it this afternoon and doing my review yeah. right now, I would, like, think more favorably of it. But... Yeah. Well, part same... of me kind of wants to ask, like, when we do our next show, I want to ask you, like, if you... Like, thinking about it, do you think any different of it as opposed to, like, just seeing it and now we're doing the show? All right. Yeah. Re- remind me in... I'll, I'll write it down on here. Okay. So, okay. remind me in a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it just wasn't from the hype that I heard from GHD, I should have known (laughs) that it was a GHD type movie. And I know you were also like going back and forth with them the last time I think you guys were talking, but I was like, uh, is it one of those movies where he really likes it because he likes that type of stuff? Yeah. Because, like, not that I don't like suspense or horror movies either. I do. Yeah. But I just... I don't know. I... I needed mo- I needed more substance to the flash oh, that no, I was giving. No, no, me. I get you. Like, <clears throat> especially when it comes to movies like this. Like, I appreciate it for what it is where, like, they do throw in, like, a lot of that cinematography that's really good looking. But, like, when it comes to a movie, like, I think a movie needs to keep moving forward. Yes. And, like, movies like this, I think, like, they get really into... Like what they're presenting, that they forget to actually keep the story going forward. Like, mm-hmm. there's some words like, "Oh, this 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 is a really good shot. Let's stay on this for a while." Where it's like, but, you know, I mean, there's other people on this ride. We kind of want to keep going forward. Yeah, <laughs> like a good looking shot is great, but if it's yeah. if you, it, I want it to like build to atmosphere or build to like something else in the movie. Yeah, if it's just a cool looking shot. Yeah. Then what are you what are you doing? What is yeah. it, what else is it doing? Like uh, I want to bring up like you brought up like earlier today like you watched Coco. Yeah. And I want to bring up like uh, there was like a thing that I watched on Coco where like they talked about like how it took so much man hours to build this one scene that's like a, a flash in the movie pretty much mm-hmm. when like uh, Diego comes out and sees like the the city for what it is mm-hmm. and it took so many people to build that but it's like a flash in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's a lot of filmmakers that are like, I I put so much effort into this one scene, I'm going to make it play out for as long as possible. But it's like, you don't really. Like, if yeah. you if you build an amazing scene, it'll stick with somebody if you keep the story going. Yeah. But, like, I feel like there's so many that are just like, I put so much into this, I'm going to milk as much time out of this as possible. But it slows down the movie. Yeah. And I feel like especially in the first hour of this, like this movie kind of suffers from that where it's like, I have this amazing scene. I'm going to like kind of like stew on it for like five minutes. Yeah. And you're like, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> definitely agree. Like, I don't want to relate everything to comics, but like, I, I really love when an artist goes full out and just like this big, beautiful double page spread of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then when you go and read it, you're like, oh, cool. And flip over it in like two seconds. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's making it, yeah. Making it very brief does not take away from the scene. Cause it still sticks with you. There's yeah. plenty of things that I see that are not that long that stick with me. It's just a matter of like, like knowing that, I'm on this too long and then going forward with it. And I feel like that's like, I've seen plenty of like, especially like independent art house movies like this, where they're just like, this is so beautiful. Let's stay on this for as long as possible. And you're like, you don't have to do that. 
Right. Like, especially, like, if you get the DVD, I can pause it if I want to see it for longer than you <laughs> fucking show it for me. Yeah. Right. It's just a matter of noticing how long, how long do you present this to where I can absorb it and then you can keep the story moving forward where I'm not feeling bored. Yeah. And, like, especially the first hour of this, I feel like that suffers from that. But I'm not saying it's a bad movie for that, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I do knock it a few points for that. Just for the watchability factor of it, yeah. But I, I do get what they were doing because what they were trying to do was something visually yeah. stimulating. And I do recognize that I do feel like the director was like, "Okay, we're on this enough. Let's go somewhere else." Yeah, because he does get to a point where it's like, "Let's go see what this is doing now." Yeah. So I'm not like I. I feel like he might have recognized it, but I might he might have recognized it too late. <laughs> That's the only thing Maybe. that I. I mean he would have been in an editing room you would think yeah but still like something that's your baby like you're you're gonna think uh, yeah, it's a, it's yeah, way yeah. more perfect than what it is i yeah i get it um there's something else i was gonna add but we were on a good topic and now i don't remember what it is. <laughs> oh no um but that's pretty much that's pretty much all i gotta say yeah. about it like i i do want you to ask me on thursday Thursday's ep. Um, yeah. What I think about this again. I because I think I might be more generous towards it. Yeah. Because I would, um, I, I would maybe, I would recommend a rental for this if you're into like some just supernatural spooky stuff for this Halloween season. Gotcha. But otherwise, I don't know if I would recommend it. To the general audience. Gotcha. To a general audience. Yeah. But for people who are, like, into, like, horror and stuff, like, they would appreciate it probably yeah. more than I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go ahead. What would you like? Uh, yeah. I would say, uh, I think it's a, it, it's a, it's a fun watch, especially for, like, indie, like, it's, it's a, it's a fun indie watch. Like, like I said, it's slow in the beginning. Um, Man, I, I would give it a B minus. Okay. In terms of grade, because it's like that first part is very slow, but once it kicks in, goddamn, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm gonna go ahead and probably give it a C minus right now. Okay. But maybe it'll change by the time you ask. Okay. Me later. I, I've had a more time to stew on it than you have. Yeah. But. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's Mandy. Uh, yeah. If you've seen us. Or if you've seen us, if you've seen Mandy, let us know on Twitter yeah. or hit us up uh, anywhere on social media. You can find me at uh, Troy to the Max. You can find me at JT or you can find me at Bucky Fervent <laughs> on Twitter. Also Bucky Fervent <laughs> on Instagram. And anyway, anyone out Bucky Fervent on Instagram <laughs> and Snapchat. I caught you off guard. I, I don't know what the fuck's happening. <laughs> I've had three snake hollows or four snake hollows by now, so I am um, good to go. Uh, yeah, and you can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter if you want to hit us up on the social medias. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this on Facebook, you can hit us up on there. We yep. have a few fans that hit us up there. Um, and you can listen to us on a multitude of platforms uh, such as Google Podcasts. You can listen to us on Alexa, Spotify, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, if you're an Apple user, why don't you rate and review us there? Because if you like the show, it helps other people find the show. Um, if you got uh, something long to say, you can write us in at uh, reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. 
How about exactly. all that? Exactly. How about all that? How about it? So how about that quick Monday yep? How long we go? About an hour? <laughs> We're an hour. <laughs> that's a that's a really long quick app. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, yep. single review here for our Monday yep. drop. And uh, join us on our Wednesday night slash Thursday morning app as we talk about the test pilot. Yeah. Where we go through all those wonderful network <laughs> TV pilots. One of my favorite things we do every year. Yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely a smorgasbord of, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of things. Yeah. I'm going to have to get going on this. This was going to be a down to the wire again. I can already tell you like that right now. Like, don't talk to me. I'm still watching. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so until next time, when we're doing more TV pilots, I'll be Troy to the Max Extreme. I am JT3K. And we all be off. <laughs>